Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead. And I'm Tiffany, Liquid Enthusiast. And welcome to episode 26 of Brewing Other Shit the Podcast Link Up Series. We're back in the building. Hello, Tiffany. Yes, we are. It's been a while. It has. Well, since last week. Since this is the. Oh, of course it I'm has. I'm not going to go into the numbers because we're all complicated. But you know, things. it's been a while. It felt between series because we had to delay a little bit because of Miami. Correct. There you go. Which we explained earlier. Yes. So uh, we're back again. Uh, Link Up is, uh, this is a a phenomenal series. This is series five once again for those who uh, have been following along. Fifth series of collabs, spectacular stuff, some phenomenal breweries from around Ontario and Quebec as usual. Um, This is going to be a good one. I'm excited to try this beer and to hear all about it. Are you ready? I am very ready. All right, y'all. Please welcome Uncle Graham from Counterpoint Brewing Company. (laughs) There he is. Are you a real uncle? That's the question. I'm not even an uncle. No, can't even no, say that. Well, maybe just uh, just your uncle. Just yeah. mine. You forever just in the heart. Uncle. I like uncle. I'm not an uncle either, but I like the idea of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, and you're beautiful. nowhere close. <laughs> no, oh, my brother is sorry, not uh, moving on, you're mixing on that this. at all. <laughs> He's not doing anything. Graham, good to see you again, brother. It's been a while since we did the last one. I guess it was yeah, the end, end of last year uh, for the for the full pod. Tons of fun. Definitely would encourage people to go check that out if you want the full counterpoint story. So uh, first of all, brother, thank you for being involved in Link Up. Uh, this is very, very cool. I love your passion for all things, just community and social justice and change. And, you know, you guys have really done a lot of stuff, which we're going to get into this episode. Um, so I knew this going to be a good one. So first things first, mate, we're going to get to this beer. Oof, let's do it. Here she is. Oh, actually, every time I hold it up. Oh, it worked. Nice. There we go. Look at that. Yes. All righty. Tell us about tell us about the beer, my friend. Hey, the beer. The beer is a fun one for us. Like my first milkshake IPA. Oh no um, way. Well, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've I've avoided lactose for the better part of four years. <laughs> Why was that? So, uh, oh, you know what? I've I've just never been a fan of it. To be honest, uh, I fair. found that it, it was honestly uh, in it, you know, probably due to perhaps a few, uh, you know, maybe poor examples of, of lactose. But lately, uh, I've discovered a few decent ones thanks to my uh, my tapper manager is a huge lactose fan. And so she'll bring me, you know, the odd beer to try. And, and uh, yeah, I tried a few that were decent. And so I, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I may be shifting over towards Team Lactose. My finally. man, finally. Yeah, yeah, hey, look, yeah. it's okay. The one thing I'm, a, I'm a, like, you know, maybe a few years ago, I probably would have busted you, busted your ass a little bit on that. These yeah. days, I'm a little more casual. I understand lactose was a bit of a, <laughs> you know, the passion for lactose, but it's still, the passion's there. I'm just not going to, you know, get aggressive about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's okay. But I was very, very excited. I, I got to say, I think this might be, it's definitely the first milkshake IPA of the uh, series. Oh, shoot. I got the glass. Um, and I, I, without like going through everything, I don't know if Tiff could remember, but I don't think, I think it might be the first lactose beer, period. Oh, really? Like, oh, well. I feel like one person put lactose. Maybe, but maybe. Either way, it's very uncommon and uh, therefore exciting for us which is uh, fantastic. Um, 
So you did the milkshake IPA. Tell us about the adjuncts because this is where it gets super interesting. Yeah, definitely a fun one. I mean, uh, naranjil is something that uh, just came to mind as a unique ingredient that we could use. Uh, so we have uh, a bit of inspiration was the fact that we have this America Latina grocery store across the street from our brewery, which is where we head over for quick pupusas and tacos oh. empanadas. And, and I mean, it's, it's the real deal. It's, uh, and it's delicious. And then so just perusing through their fridge and they've got this these little jugs of uh, puree and one of them was naranjil. And I was like, oh, I wonder if we can get that. So uh, luckily, the, our supplier had uh, yeah some naranjilla puree. So uh, as you are aware, it's uh, even on our scale, you're much easier to use something that's prepared for for the purpose. And uh, yeah, and then uh, we actually uh, had some coconut from a recent stout, and um, yeah, so I, I just you know just topped it up with uh, with some coconut for some extra extra flavor. Oh yeah. Nice. Was it Naranjilla what you had for breakfast? Oh, he was. Well, that was a, oh, a play because of the beer. I thought it was like, I had some Naranjilla. I'm like, oh, you're doing the same fruit for breakfast. <laughs> so yeah, gullible. Just a, just a daily just So a daily gullible. Fruit. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea, so I'll plead ignorance here. I have no idea what a Naranjilla is. And yeah, neither I do I. I have no clue. I guess no. imagine it's just like a specific orange, like citrus yeah, family. Yeah, what's it like? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've only ever had it in puree form. Well, one was from the uh, grocery store and then... Well, actually, just had a had a taste of what what I dumped in, and and um, yeah, it's a citrusy, well rounded though, you know, not too uh, not overly tart or anything like that, but it definitely comes through in this beer. With, with you know, we had a couple people asking if it was you know a little sour, but uh, it definitely makes its way through there, that's for sure. And then coconut, I, I find the coconut just kind of lends. It's almost like vanilla in a way, where it lends um, you know a bit of also a little sweetness and rounds out that that lactose to, to add that more desserty kind of taste. Love nice. it. Okay, well, cool. Guys, cheers. Cheers. Got it in you. Hell yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Wow. Yeah. I don't recall ever having like a citrusy, like orange sort of a beer mm-hmm. with coconut and Wow, that works. Yeah, because you can get the coconut. Now it's like up front. I see why you said it. Someone was asking if it was a sour. Yeah. Because you get mm-hmm. that, but then mm-hmm. you get this coconut mm. right at the back. I kind of, I haven't drank as many milkshake IPAs as I as I used to, probably because there's just not as many around as there used to be. Yeah. yeah but exactly. I always kind of remember them having this kind of like, I, it could obviously just be from the fruit, just like a nice little tang to them. So it definitely... It works super well. My God, the coconut, I mean, you're right. The coconut does work like vanilla. There's yeah. real background things that just kind of give a little, little kick in the end. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. nice. Very nice. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And um, great, great choices there, dude. And tell us about the, the can here. Obviously, we've got something uh, <laughs> super cool. <laughs> Definitely some uh, fun artwork there with, uh, you know, birthday party, pretty much. <laughs> yes, that was so cute, bro. I, lo- I lost my shit. You can only imagine. Yeah, the art is awesome. It's coming back up again, so I can. Uh, while you're talking about it, can you- yeah, for sure. Yeah, just a lot of fun with. Uh, I mean, it just so happened. I mean, I guess the day we picked for our release for Link Up happened to be um, your birthday week. You said so. I was like, you know what, we got to run with this. That's what also inspired the milk. Jake, you know, with the, the lactose beer. So. Oh, I kind sweet. of assumed as much. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to have some fun with it. And, and I mean, yeah, why not throw this famous uh, mug on um, 
on, on one of our jams. <laughs> it's just like really nice. It's like a very cool design. Like I love the illustration. Yes. I the, think it's really, really cool. It's super cute. And it's yeah. like, it's the just cartoony fun. like vibe. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, you gotta have, yeah, you gotta have a lot of fun with it. Our, um, yeah, again, our taproom manager, Lauren, she does, she plays around with design and then does a lot of fun uh, illustrations for us now. And, and so she's, nice. she's been a big, Big hit for labels for sure. Oh, Lauren's very killing cool, it. man. Yeah, it's, Lauren's uh, doing all right. I imagine this already cleaned out. Like this probably would have. I know we're recording all the episodes late, as everyone knows, <laughs> but I imagine it's yeah, yeah. Especially uh, you know, I think we probably were only able to get about three hundred or three hundred fifty cans of it. Okay, and so um, wrong. and yeah, I actually had to pull the keg pull the keg out of the uh, cold room off tap to to uh, to can. Uh, you know, a handful more, and then uh, to get them to you and, and bring some. Oh wow! Went wow. back on tap, so yeah. Well, thank We're on you. On our last keg. Oh yeah! yeah. So wow. make sure. I guess this will come out pretty soon. So hopefully, by the time people hear this, uh, <laughs> they got in there and got it in them. Um, yeah. Very cool, bro. I, I remember when we did the pod, most of the stuff was in bottles. You moved, and I'd seen since then. Uh, I know that you had some cans, but it seems like are you sort of moving more towards the the cans these days? Yeah, I pretty much made 100% switch uh, two cans. Uh, yeah, and I guess we were, maybe we had discussed it. I, I can't quite remember. I, yeah, but I, I can't remember either. <laughs> it was a while ago. Um, More the alcohol, but yes, that too. Well, that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's been on been on been on our mind for a while. Um, well, I you know I had some cans done. Uh, I guess uh, contracted. Not not brewed, but just just packaged outside of outside of the brewery um, for a while, but but end up just kind of taking the plunge and, and uh, grabbing a pallet of cans and, and just going for it. So uh, you know, and it's something that I definitely should have done uh, way before I actually did do it. So uh, glad I made the switch. It's been simple, um, pretty cost effective, and then also you know just the just the the fact that it's. Uh, in cans, grab and go, four packs or singles or whatever. But, but people are enjoying it, and and here's the season for pools and cottages and, and hopefully oh, yeah. more yep. beer out there this way. So I know it held us back before. It's I totally get it. It's a it's a sort of a, you know I guess it's sort of where people the bottles actually aren't necessarily inconvenient. I guess it's more everyone's used to cans. Yeah. Since whenever it sort of took it over. is more convenient for for the summer for sure. You know, popping open cans, lightweight to carry back and recycle. No all risk that of breakage of as much. No real breakage. Less risk. Yeah. Less yeah. Risk. yeah. Uh, so I get it. Definitely more convenient, like you said as well. Probably fit more in the fridge. Probably move those. Yeah, easy to throw in a bag up. or back yeah. in the exactly. car or whatever, right? Like so. Exactly. I, I do love the uh, the small format. I just I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like shorties are just killer. They're just more. Convenient. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of prefer them overall. Like I feel like most craft beer drinkers are going to want like volume to try different things so they could either feel like they're just crushing back a bunch of them if you want the same beer but if you want to change it up you could probably try in a, in a realistic drinking session more beers than you would if you had just a bunch of tollies so very cool man yeah i think that the uh, the size too i mean kind of thinking of a few things um definitely the variety option um you know it allows us to also to bring down our price point a little bit for for something like this uh, and make it a little more accessible to try them um yeah and then of course just uh i think serving size was another thing too so just to think you know people don't necessarily have to commit to 500 mils of uh you know the same kind of thing so yeah yeah bring it down to a a handful instead yeah 
No, I love it, dude. Really, really great choice. Uh, very happy to see that. So thank you again. Beer, spectacular. Um, very happy, of course, when you would be killer. So first things first, I mean, you and I discussed this after we had the pod uh, with Nate. We had a nice little chat afterwards uh, over the, you know, the remaining beers from the pod. And I explained everything to you. And I know I knew beforehand that you were already uh, you know, passionate about this kind of cause, but just to sort of reiterate what we were speaking to, I'd love to just like, you know, let the folks know, like what about link up and not necessarily link up itself, but like the mission spoke to you to want to be able to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was definitely just, uh, you know, a natural fit, I think for, um, for us to take on and, and I appreciate the uh, invitation to be, to be involved in this. And it's uh, quite an honorable mission that you uh, both are, are taking on as well. So uh, I love it. Um, it. Spoke to me just based on the fact that um, a, a variety of, of, uh, of factors, including you know those that are definitely underrepresented in the beer world, um, uh, allowing us to be more inclusive that way, but also to uh, promote. You know, I love that the fact that you're the, the range of. Um, involvement for, for those uh, getting into beer you know whether it's like you say ag agriculture you know if you're even thinking of yeah, exactly like growing something starting yeah, whatever your first hop farm or or uh, um or specializing in uh you know beer tasting and pairing through cicerone programs and that kind of thing so the education side of things it's, it's phenomenal so really enjoyed uh the all-encompassing uh, aspect of that and of course that it was you know, quite easy for us to, to be involved and, and brew a beer that, uh, yeah, that we thought would be a, a fun one to, to be a part of this one. Love this program. It. You definitely delivered that fun right there. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's a beautiful <laughs> thing. So then to, to sort of uh, correlate, you know, the link up beer with the other things that you've done, I mean, you guys have been doing stuff in this realm. When I say this, meaning anything to do with just helping the community. I, I imagine since the beginning, I know since I've been following you, I've seen a lot of different things you've done, but I imagine that was this always like a part of the kind of ethos of the company? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't put it better. I mean, that, that ethos is uh, exactly what we're going for, what, what we stand for as well. It kind of represents what, what counterpoint is um, definitely want to be a community hub in that way. And also just, you know, take advantage of, of um, the fact that we have a community of customers that are really on board with what we stand for and what we do. And so, you know, involving them in this and, and giving them the opportunity to um, help by buying a beer, by tasting beer and making it really simple for them. And, and also, and then being able to educate them on, on uh, different aspects of the community that um, perhaps could use a little more attention, uh, a little more love from, uh, from everybody. What? Love that. I love that. So then you're, actual staff then coming back to that your staff and your um consumer base like what's mm -hmm. the natural and when i say natural i mean you're in kitchen ontario so i'll like what is the general demographics i guess of the you know i, I do have a diverse staff and, and customer base naturally mm -hmm. sort of speaking well we have a we have a uh, yeah diverse customer base i would say um, you know, and I would, I would still say that, uh, for the most part, it's, it's a, I mean, a, a large base of, of the customers are, are, are white. Um, and so I think that these things kind of play a role in, in that as well. And then hopefully open, uh, the door to, uh, 
to other folks to, to drink, to come and enjoy our space and, and drink. Um, I mean, we do, you know, try we reach out and we host, uh, different organizations. Um, uh, we also like to, uh, rent out our space at, at no charge to community groups who like to take advantage and need a space to meet or to congregate awesome. and to, um, and to uh, get, get together and, and, uh, you know, uh, do what they need to do for official business or also just like if they want to host a party. So, uh, we've done a few things like that as well. So. Yeah, that's so clever. I really like that in terms of, awareness so just driving awareness of your brewery is just like offering the space up it's like when you don't need it if somebody needs event space and then they're like oh hey what's what's this about you know like any of their guests coming through i feel that's a really good natural like organic way to to kind of increase your consumer base Mm -hmm. among diverse audiences so that's awesome yeah yeah for sure and it's i mean you don't even look at it to be honest in in a way that i suppose it could be a side effect a positive side effect to be to yeah increase our increase our customer base that way but yeah even just to um expose uh, everyone to the uh the fact that beer yeah beers you know beers for everyone and and um Mm. you know we're not just making necessarily what would be seen as you know the old the old white grandpa beer it's it's uh there's all sorts of flavors and and um styles of beer that that we can do and you know, a couple of our latest collaborations, um, say with like John Orpheus and, uh, and let's say we're doing one with, uh, Clarissa Diocno, a couple of local musicians that uh, really highlight kind of their, uh, childhood flavors. So, uh, mango and tamarind was one. And uh, as well as, uh, we're doing one with, uh, calamansi, which is, uh, like the Filipino lime. So nice. Just cool. working on working in ingredients like that to, to yeah, introduce, introduce, uh, others to the beer. I love that. Yeah. Have you noticed then from doing those events in the tap room where you've uh, you know brought communities in? Have you noticed uh, like either a direct correlation that maybe some of them you see them back in there, or you know were they asking questions and they became curious just from being exposed to it? Yeah, I think a lot of people a lot of people are surprised that you know um, that a beer uh, with these certain flavors can, can exist, right. you know, beers that are that traditionally with, um, and whether they're ingredients that maybe are, have been cooked with, um, or, uh, or just seen as, uh, yeah, like, I don't know, a snack or a dessert or something like that. Right. And, and you know, we can turn it into something liquid and delicious. That's great. Yeah. I guess it would trip people out if they never really yeah. considered that. Um, that's also the benefit of like being open to just diverse, different diverse interests, even like you all going to, you mentioned like the Latino restaurant across the street, Yes, I was gonna which is like, that. seems like a mix. Cause it's like, you mentioned pupusas, which is like El Salvadorian, but they have like tacos and all those things. So it's like, you've been able to incorporate that into our beer too, which is great. Into this beer <laughs> done together, which is yeah, awesome. Which is perfect for um, Lincoln. But exact that's kind of one of the things that we like to drive home is like when you have that openness to different cultures that can positively influence beer and then also in like, you know, expose us to different fruits and different cultures on the consumer side as well. So it's a it's a really cool benefit. Yeah, it's great. It's really it really brings up different discussions about, you know, well, what is Naranjilla, you know? Yeah. Um what is calamansi and, and, um, you know, why are we using it and all that sort of stuff, right? I mean, there could be for, for some random reason, but there, but a lot of the times, obviously there's something behind it that, that, uh, I mean, yeah, introduces us to, to new things as well on this end. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool if you could collab with them some way too. So I'm just mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like a food and drink mm-hmm. thing, you know, cause I'd be curious to like, 
I really love uh, that type of food. That's why I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I love these pairings or something. But yeah, yeah, love that. I think that's really, really You guys nice. have to come down for, for brew day sometime. It is, we, we have made it our uh, official counterpoint uh, lunch, uh, our collab, collaboration lunch. So nice. I love that. Love that. That's really yeah, cool. We're, we're going to be out here this summer. I'm excited. We're going to go to all the places we've been meaning to. We're all settled now and like house is nice. good. So now we're, we're going to be out here. So I'm keen. We'll definitely keep you posted for sure. Yeah, the, hell yeah. So the, the other things that you've done, like I was saying to you off air, like what I want to sort of really get to in all of these podcasts, I don't know if we did it as much in the earlier ones, but I like the idea of sharing the wins and even some maybe of the challenges that you found with doing anything like this, whether it's, uh, you know, collaborations where like, hey, we actually did one with this company or this person that worked really well. I mean, you're already thinking outside the box doing it with a couple of local musicians from different backgrounds. I mean, that's that's super clever. Uh, obviously working with the the folks across the street there. Is there any other things like that that you think is worth chatting about that, you know, you got a good story about that, um, you know, whether it's a, a win or a, or a challenge that um, it, within, you know, that's just sort of helped overall. Like, you know, you've been able to take something from it and other breweries could sort of uh, learn from that too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, I think, uh, any collaboration, first of all, and it, it, it can be a challenge. I mean, it's it's a big it's a big, um, I guess, uh, challenge in mm-hmm. in keeping you know communication, uh, being open to everyone's uh, I think ideas, mm-hmm. um, and really really taking in as much as possible when you kind of first have this this initial conversation about hey do you you know do you want to do a collaboration? Um, we've we've only done a few collaborations with with breweries. Um, I mean, we'll just put that out there. It's one of those things where I think we, you know, we entered the brewing world, uh, four years ago there, you know, a ton, a ton of obviously, you know, uh, brewery collaborations. And so, um, you know, we looked at that we've done a few, but very local again. And, and, and really like as, as our focus is definitely in the community, there's so many other opportunities to collaborate with, you know, local bakers, uh, um, restauranters, beer experts, and, and artists, just, just those that don't even have a clue what, to what, uh, goes into making a beer. So it's really, really fun because we get to, uh, you know, they open the door into their world and let us into, you know, what inspires them and, and, and vice versa. So that's, uh, it's an excellent way to, uh, yeah, just get to know, um, who you're living with in, in this small radius. Um, but again, yeah, I think just kind of like translating um, both what they would like to see and taste and, and, and the challenge of using new ingredients, perhaps, um, and then turning it into something that, you know, this this physical, this liquid in a, in a tin or a bottle uh, is, is can be challenging sometimes, but extremely rewarding, uh, always rewarding. There's, there's no way around it. Um, We've had some fun ones. I mean, I think, uh, you know, for example, we did this beer called uh, Less Like a Monday with Ren Navarro, uh, Beer Diversity, a couple years ago. And so we did that one uh, leading into sort of as like our, our pride uh, themed beer. Nice. Um, and yeah, so, you know, uh, just a small, small donation to a gal on, on, uh, on Ren's behalf, but really uh, focusing on local, it was all local ingredients. And uh, kind of uh, definitely during a time when people were rethinking their um, consumption habits, and so it was just a, a nice light pale ale, and uh, in a in a can and, and easy to drink, uber local, and of course for a good cause. Um, 
I think, in, uh, you know, another one we did was with the uh, Indigenous Brew Crew. So, uh, yeah. those guys, uh, Celebrating Sisters, which was, which was, um, <clears throat> that one I would say is, is uh, I get, uh, for them, as, as the organizers, was a bit of a challenge um, as they, you know, came across uh, a, bit, a bit of pushback due to, you know, obviously a complicated relationship between, you know, let's say alcohol and, and Indigenous folks and, and history involved in that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, navigating, I think, sensitivities and, and uh, certain aspects of alcohol in, in general when it comes to, um, certain communities that it has to be you have to be aware of that and and for sure. ultimately it was you know let's say it was, a, it was a success but it was a one-time one-time deal they decided to to support um you know uh, indigenous groups in, in in different ways which which we do as well uh, in our community there's a couple that we that we work with or that we uh, uh help out with as well yeah very cool those are some of the conversations we had when we were first you know setting up uh link up all together just really like how can we serve every community and then how can we also be respectful of wanting um, those from Indigenous backgrounds to be a part of the community while also respecting, you know, um, the history behind, you know, alcohol consumption and, and their community. So then we did have to seek out and start speaking to like respected figures to kind of understand how to navigate that. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely understand what they would have, um, a part of what they would have gone through in that. Yeah. But um, representation is important, so it's like you just have to do it, find a way to do it the right way. Um, but it. we didn't want to exclude, which was the big part. It's like you can't say like, "Oh, we're going to exclude someone because it's too hard to figure out." It's like you just have to tread lightly and make sure that you enter. So it's good that you mm. also participated in that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely something that, uh, yeah, exactly. Like I mentioned, I mean, challenging, but but very rewarding. Yeah. And just na- yeah, na- navigating through uh, certain things. I mean, I think that something that helps is uh, you know we're not uh, you know we're not producing beer. We're not throwing you know commercials out there that are just you know we're not we're not a party beer that kind of thing. Where you know every beer that we make is is something that um, it's a, it's a mature you know sort of well uh, established drink. It's not it's not um, yeah thoughtless by any means or yeah. just out there to get drunk that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Which yeah. which I think helps a little bit, but. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Your brand doesn't have that, that feel, which mm-hmm. helps for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask then, how do you decide who you're going to work with? Like, do they come to you? Do you come to them? Does it happen organically? And I guess I'm asking so that if other breweries are watching in there or listening in there, sort of like curious about getting involved with some different groups in the communities who probably aren't existing patrons or someone from that culture aren't already working there. Um, one of the biggest challenges I think is for people to know where do I start? Clearly you've been able to sort of tap into a lot of different backgrounds uh, mm-hmm. and, and causes throughout, whether it's LGBT or, um, you know, diversity and, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys do that? Like, is it just, is it just you? Is it a team? Like, yeah, just be curious to sort of paint that picture a bit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, a lot of it just comes from, yeah, our encounters as, um, you know, as a small business in, in this community and, and whether it's, I would say generally through, um, some type of patronage from our, you know, our customers that we get to know and, and are working on mm-hmm. some, uh, great, um, projects or, or, uh, great community involvement. Um, and I would say that's, yeah, right. I would say that's the majority of it, or even just mm-hmm. sort of personal, personal interest, um, uh, you know, on my part or, uh, 
uh, my staff's part. So we're, you know, I'm very open, uh, you know, one, one full-time staff is who I see, uh, you know, most days of the week and, and then part-timers who come in and, and, but they're all, I mean, my the great thing is, is that my staff were all once, uh, customers or still are sometimes, you know, so, uh, they know what, what, what drives us and, and having them involved in, in, um, and ideas and, and uh, relationship building is, is really important to us as well. So, yeah, most of the time, like I mentioned, just um, just a natural, organic uh, build up to it. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's very fortunate then, I guess, that you've got a bit more of a diverse um, like network. Network. I'm obviously the interest from yourself and the staff is super dope as well. That you're open to, you know, if someone brings something up to you, you're able to. Uh, action that if it all makes sense mm-hmm. but it's pretty that's pretty dope that you're able to but i guess you kind of also suggested that you know you've happened to be a supermarket across the street that you just like so that's like an easy sort of connect the dots right there yeah um yeah. for others okay this is why you shop local and you don't go to yeah. tim hortons for lunch or where, i was like do people go there for lunch but you know what i mean i'm know. sure they do yeah. that's yeah, the benefit sure. of, of, of of going local sometimes you know cool yeah. opportunities like this happen so yeah yeah i, I think that. it's yeah these unique yeah, there's so many unique businesses out there i mean you know we do i'm aware you know i have a friend who owns owns some tim hortons you know and, and i'm very aware that yes it's a local business owner but at the same time i mean it's it's it doesn't offer that that uh, uniqueness that and the opportunity uh, again of, of and the freedom really to run uh things the way you really do want to yeah yeah it's yeah i i know I, I never thought of it that way to be honest that they're yeah. franchises so therefore there is a family a local family it's, yeah that is true behind it but a portion <clears throat> of that money does go back to that you know yeah multinational conglomerate and you definitely don't get to be creative because you have all the brand standards yeah, you're totally guidelines stuck. we did yeah. like um marketing for uh a chain like a franchise chain and remember it was just like you don't get to do no, anything we they got to be very... a little cute with specials but like sure and I, tim hortons is too big of a brand this brand was like ontario so i feel like they were more liberal but yeah everything was dictated and spewed out to you right i mean yeah you have... yeah exactly yeah you don't have that sort of level of flexibility so that's uh that's very cool that you're focusing on that so that's one thing that people can do i was actually curious as well because it seems like you were mentioning just now when we we're asking talking about that that you know you had you've got a, a decent variety of cultural backgrounds of people coming into the brewery as customers enough so that you're able to kind of connect with those communities or individuals um for the people that are, i'm sort of just curious on this one for the people that are applying for any jobs that you have what's that looked like has that been diverse or is that something that you've maybe needed to proactively work on yeah i mean our Open, yeah. The the openings really. I mean, I think I've posted once, you know, so uh, for a job job opening, and it was gotcha. um, again kind of taken up uh, a number of people, a handful of people apply, and, and I would say half of them were uh, customers, and so it was, I mean, I already you know knew them mm-hmm. from interacting with them in the front of house. Um, definitely something I, I I need to work on is is really I think um, opening the doors or seeking out actively uh um some more diversity within our within our staff so we you know we're a, we're an all-white team um you know we've got a a few females on the team and and um a few males but other than that we're yeah it's pretty straightforward just a uh, gotcha 
Yeah. yeah I guess that's so. an argument for diversifying the consumer base. So that way, if it's like you're hiring often from the consumer. Yeah, from your customers. Mm-hmm. Then it'll mm-hmm. benefit Immediately, you they're going to be. That's a good point. Yeah. But it sounds yeah. like you're already doing that. You've got a bit of it naturally, and that's kind of growing because you're a welcome space for everybody, and you kind of made that very clear. If people go to your your social pages, they'll know that, um, hey, this is for everybody. Like you made that pretty yeah. abundantly yeah. clear with, with everything that you're doing, which is something that we have harped on for years as mm-hmm. social media you know, marketers like – it's very, very important that the brands are doing that, particularly breweries. So I always felt like you always did that really well. And it's yeah, very I think, abundant. Yeah, definitely one aspect. We still, you know, improve on that as well. You know, we got, I feel like diversity in sort of, um, in, in all sorts of aspects, you know, but, but except for that one in particular. But yeah, pulling from our, our customer base or just, again, sort of organically happens, right? I mean, people are asking, oh, if you ever need a hand or um, if mm-hmm. I do mention it to somebody, then, then that's it. So, but uh mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Fair. No, I get it, man. It's the number one challenge. I think it's the tougher one than diversifying the consumer base because you can't, you have no real direct control over who applies for the jobs. Mm-hmm. So it's more like if you've already noticed, and I imagine this is cool because I don't know if this has been brought up before, to be honest, on any of these, uh, the series that the customers are applying. I don't know if. I, I can't really remember if anyone said that, but mm-hmm. if that's the case, then that's a huge argument for diver- you know, proactively working on diversifying yeah. your consumer base, which is so much easier, I think, than diversifying the talent base for um, for employees, for building a team, just because people have to be exposed to beer to even want to apply first. So, yeah. all right, first things first, expose people to beer. And you're doing that with... The, you know, particularly the community group uh, offering a, the, the free rental, the tap room for parties. It was always, I think we might've said this on here before, but that was something that we told a brewery uh, years ago who asked us like, yo, how do we, this is long, like probably five years ago. Like yeah. they asked us how can they um, get more people of different backgrounds in? And one thing we always suggested was to work with that, that community group. Like Tiff's mom is a part of a Jamaican association. So mm-hmm. approach the associations. I mean, you got to do it. Unfortunately, it's a brick by brick thing. There's no like yeah. governing body of cultural associations or whatever that you can be like, hey, do an email blast. But you got to go to each different one and just be like, hey, yo, like we're here. We're a space. We'd love to have a host. You maybe we could do it, you know, pitch them an idea, like a pairing event, like Tiff mentioned before, mm-hmm. like, you know, Hey, we can pair out different types of beers with your. Yeah, it all food. comes down to exposure. Exposure is the main thing. So yeah. it's it comes and again, then it makes it the same thing as like in general. I assume all breweries do want to expand their consumer base in general. So it is all. It's yeah. almost like the same problem in a way. It's just like you need. It's like niching down even further. Um, but I guess the benefit of like a targeted awareness like uh i don't want to say like campaign is so dramatic but you know like taking in these initiatives where you like target a specific demographic is that the benefit is you could convert a few folks to be a a permanent consumer so then you kind of solving two problems because you get a diverse consumer base and you also get the um you know more customers in general so it's just like more more money in your pocket and a more diverse consumer base that potentially leads to a more diverse um workforce so um, yeah. I guess that's it's just I know an, a long list of other things to do. That's why LinkUp also exists. Is that's that's what we're trying to do. So even though our main target is the workforce, we are also focusing on the fact that if we get more people just interested in drinking beer too, that's also a benefit as well. 
um, you know, it's just all, it's all an exposure game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's that barrier. I mean, even just that sort of, um, whether it's, uh, I don't know, you know, seeing past what beer is and what beer can be. And also just that these, you know, great breweries are there for, um, a purpose other than, yeah, just, you know, slinging pints. Um, and like you say, it's, it's not that hard. I think, I mean, it's some work, which I think, goes to show as well, you know, those that are making, just taking one step to reach out to a local group to say, Hey, don't know if you guys love beer or anything like that, but we have a space, you can use it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let's make this happen. And like you say, I mean, sure. There's twofold. I mean, there's a, a definitely a, you know, from a business argument, I suppose that, that there's that benefit that you meet a few more people and, and they'll maybe have a beer and they'll tell their friends and, and you might even just become a local hangout for them, which is, yeah. which is great. So. Yeah. yeah. It sort of you really can't lose with any no. of this the way as long as you're sort of trying. I think that's the main thing. I guess we'd be encouraging people to do is sort of like, you know, check out these episodes with with all the brewers who participate and link link up because everybody has pretty interesting stories and have done different you know different things their own way and then just you know swing give it a crack. Like you never know. <clears throat> like maybe some things don't work as mm. well. Like maybe some communities aren't interested. Maybe you hit up a group and they'll be like, yeah, man, we don't, we don't drink. So maybe check that first, but you know, mm-hmm. there's a, there's, there's a lot of um, potential in doing that. I think it's super cool. So was there, is there any final thoughts on anything to do with this that, you know, maybe like, what, you know, is there a large takeaway from that? Maybe, you know, whether it's anything to do with diversifying, you know, your, your, uh, both the, you know, your workforce and the, the, um, what kind of think of it? Customers. God damn it. Um, yeah, that, yeah. that Naranjilla got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I mean, the takeaway is, is, is for me is that it is beneficial really for, for everyone. I mean, um, everyone involved who uh, you, you build relationships regardless. Um, like you say, even if it's, um, let's say a swing and a miss for an example, um, you know, you're still, you meet somebody, you talk to them, uh, about what, you know, you do for the community, what you'd like to do for them or what you have to offer. I mean, even, you know, you don't have to force anything on them, but just anybody, but, but just offer something and, uh, and, and let them know what you're doing. Um, you know, so, so I think that's the biggest one, biggest takeaway is just, you know, you're able to build relationships and meet, meet new people that you, you probably didn't know of before or, or weren't aware of. Um, and uh, other, otherwise, I think it's just it's also just very rewarding uh, to work mm-hmm. with different groups and, and, and those that are maybe not um, fortunate enough to, to just have the ability to walk in and, and buy, let's say, a, not a cheap glass of beer, um, but giving the opportunity to expose them to to the world of beer and and, uh, and work alongside and, and make beer with with new people. Love it. Yeah. That's perfect. That's exactly what I want to hear. Love it. <laughs> Um, this has been great. Anything else from you? No, I believe we're all good. Amazing. Uh, bro. Yeah, exactly. This was really good. This was really fun, man. Uh, thank you again for being a part of link up means a lot to us. The beer was, uh, Oh, that's a dog. Great buddy. Um, (laughs) I think he's, he could tell he hears the tone of voice change when he starts getting (laughs) up. Oh yeah. 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 Well, that's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He goes, Oh, okay. Now I can jump (laughs) on him. Um, no, but thank you again. It's it's been very, very cool. And I just, uh, 
I, I love everything that you've been doing for, for in, in this sort of world with regard to just all the things we spoke about, just really just caring about it really, to be honest, that's what yeah. I really appreciate about it. And I could tell when we had the last part that that's exactly how you were getting down and uh, stoked that it all worked out. So thank you again for taking the time and uh, for getting it done and for hanging out with us this evening, my man. I appreciate you. Yeah, I really appreciate it as well. And, and um, yeah, it's been great having these couple big conversations with you and good to dig in a little bit. So. Hell yeah, man. We should, Keep it we coming. should do it again. Yeah, oh, yeah take care, sure. guys. Thank you so great, much. Great to meet you. Yeah, yeah. really yes. great to meet you too. Let's do the thumbnail real quick. Just like on the uh, other pod. Do you want to hold up a can? Yeah, yeah. There we go. Ready? Ready? Glorious. Uh, Graham, <laughs> where can everybody find Counterpoint online, my dude? Yeah, counterpointbrewing.ca. Simple as that. And uh, Counterpoint Brewing Co. on Instagram. Love it. Amazing. Uh, we'll wrap up. We'll just say uh, goodbye off air, but thank you again for, uh, thank you. for taking the time. Love the Very beer. It's fantastic. Beer thank is you lit. for teaching me about a new fruit. Team lactose. <laughs> yeah. Team lactose. Yeah. All day. Graham's going to be converted now. <laughs> One naranjilla at a time. Um, guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up, hit subscribe below, and hit the notification bell Ding. so you know okay. when the new new drops. Follow us everywhere at BOS Podcast. Check out the long form audio. We drop the regular podcast every Wednesday. Now we're all you know back in our groove again. And the link up pods, they'll be either a Monday or they'll be on a Wednesday if we don't have a regular pod. And we'll see you in the next episode, y'all. Peace. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.